to the Path to Leadership podcast, where we explore the secrets to building strong cultures and becoming exceptional leaders. As a leader, I know you're faced with challenges, whether it's shaping company culture, fostering professional development, or ensuring employee retention. Throughout this podcast, we will walk you through a deep dive into these topics and more, uncovering strategies and sharing stories of success. I'm Dr. Katie Irvin, the Culture Doctor. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Path to Leadership. I'm really excited today. I have a special guest. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Happy New Year, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Did you guys have, did you have a good holiday, kids and everything? It was glorious. It was did you glorious. go to Colorado for the holidays? I did. Yeah. We, uh, all of our family, our immediate families back there, um, children, grandchildren and so forth. So we went back, but uh, came back to Kansas City where we enjoyed the New Year's uh, holiday. It's nice. Good. Yeah, we, um, I, I, I tell people we had a wonderful holiday, but it was weird because I have a 19 and 21 year old and my 21 year old had to work on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So they've never woken up in our house. They've always woken up in my in-laws house. So new traditions this year. New traditions. Yeah. Well, as, as, as the journey continues, those new traditions become more and more important. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, well, um, can you just introduce yourself to everyone, let everyone know who you are and, and what you do? Sure. My name's Mike Sennett, and I'm the president and CEO of Missouri, Kansas Goodwill. Um, and I've been in this role five months. Very good. Well, and in full disclosure, I am so honored. I just joined the board and after a year of begging to come onto the board. So I'm so I'm I'm excited you're here and I'm excited to be on the board. Well, we're excited to have you. It's going to be a great journey. We look forward to what you can do to support our initiative and and to, you know, really understand where we want to go in our journey. And uh, surrounding with a strong board is really a key essential part of our success. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, and before we jump all the way into Goodwill, can you kind of talk a little bit about your career journey and how you landed here with us? Yeah. It's, you know, it's been a pretty serendipitous route. I mean, I've kind of done a lot of different things. So I was uh, in banking for 40 years in Kansas City, Denver, Memphis, back to Kansas City, then back to Denver, um, where most recently I was working with uh, uh, Community Banks of Colorado. And then I got to a point where I was just uh, the banking industry had changed a lot and I was ready to maybe look at something else. Um, been doing it all my life and uh, wanted to give back. So I had breakfast with the president and CEO of Catholic Charities of Denver, where we met. And he says, you know what, I need your business acumen and I'll take care of the mission side. And uh, so I went to work for Catholic Charities of Denver where I was the vice president in charge of shelter and community outreach. And I was in that role for seven and a half years. And quite frankly, that role really did position me for this opportunity that I took advantage of last August as the new president and CEO of Goodwill. Um, my attorney that when I was at the bank, we became friends, we talked almost daily. So um, he was on the board. He called me and said, would you ever think about coming back to Kansas City? And I'm like, 
Well, it depends on what you're what you're talking about. So long story short, I'm back in Kansas City. Uh, I've got my brothers here. I've got um, my wife's family's here. Her parents are still alive. So it's an opportunity to be back here and kind of help take care of them and then allow me to, to have some fun trying to, to be the strong leader that this uh, this company deserves. Yeah. Yeah. What a what an interesting journey. And you know, the when this podcast we like to talk about, you know, the the path to leadership is not straight. It is a windy road and we we Indeed. take that path. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great comparison is, you know, I have taken lots of turns and twists and um I I've worked about every job in the bank that was available to me all the way to the regional president role. Um and, you know, banking, it, it, it's evolved a lot over the years. And with the advent of technology and, you know, some of the nationwide competition that comes to the banking industry, it just has changed. And it just wasn't fitting what I wanted to do with my career. And it was time to move on. And uh, it was a, one of the best decisions I made. And uh, now I feel like I'm giving back to the community, whereas before I felt like, you know, Profits and shareholder return were always the, the the rallying cry. Well, here the rallying cry is: How do we take care of people, and how do we be the reason someone smiles? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing I love about Goodwill. I mean, when when people think about Goodwill, so often they think about the stores, but it's yep. so much bigger than that. So, can you talk a little bit about the services and how Goodwill serves the communities? You bet. And, you know, that's that's the common thing is everybody knows us by our brand, by the, the stores that we operate. Um, but really, we're much deeper than that. And there's really four distinct um, ways that we serve our community. Um, one way is we take uh, we take away the landfill choice for gently used clothing and wares. You know, if you say, well, this T-shirt, it's pretty good, but I'm outgrown it. And rather than throw it in your trash and put it in a landfill, you donate it to Goodwill. And we take those donated goods and we resell them in the store. We serve a demographic that creates an affordable clothing option to them uh, through gently used goods and products, clothing. And then what we don't sell in the store, then we sell um, in a secondary market by bulk. And then what doesn't get sold there, then we actually recycle the majority of what we have. So plastics, metal, glass, computers, um, clothing, we put, we've got big um, um, machines that actually bail the clothing and we sell it um, to uh, textilers. So, you know, so the recycling is really part of, you know, trying to be a green employer, trying to do things for our community. But then really the proceeds from the primary reason is the social enterprise is we take the proceeds from those sales in our donation centers and our stores, and we put those to work on a workforce development uh, initiative where we, we focus our niche. We work with people who have specific barriers and barriers to employment. And we all know what the power of work is to to being sustainable, to providing for your family, all of those things. But when you can't find work or you need help finding work, that's where we step in. And that's really the purpose behind Goodwill 
is working with people that have barriers. What can we do to support them where they are in their journey? We don't make them fit the puzzle part that we have. We try to create the puzzle to fit them. And so we've got a team of employees here that work with them, understand where they are in their journey. What can we do more? We've got um, collaborative partners all through the community on how we can look at technology or manufacturing or a lot of different segments. And we'd like to expand that through the expansion of more stores, generating more revenue, and then being able to do more to the community than what we're currently doing. And that's kind of a longer term vision for us right now. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, to me, like the heart of it all, I love that it's, you know, meeting people where they are. And, you know, when we first met the first time, you were talking about, you know, you all have um, individuals that, you know, do building cleanings and stuff like that. And I made the connection that um, one of my good friends works in the federal building and he always is talking about, and gosh, I should have asked him the name, his name before we jumped on the call, because he's always talking about this gentleman and how sweet and kind he is and how fantastic he is. And, um, when we were talking, I made the connection that he, um, is in the program through Goodwill and is employed through it. And it's just a, such a cool connection and opportunity that you all give. Yeah, and I think that's another aspect of that workforce development. We actually have a niche business where we work with under a federal contract with the federal government. Um, the 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 uh, oh, I just lost the name of the building. The downtown building uh, here in Kansas City is twenty two stories, and all of our employees that clean that building, seventy five percent of them have to have a documented disability so that we can um, support them and put them to work. We pay a, a great wage for that. Um, and the team, I've been over um, to the building a number of times, and it's it's pristine. I mean, it, they keep it so clean and it looks so nice. But we've got some employees that have been there for many, many years, and they just love their job. They take great pride in what they're doing. And uh, we also have a similar situation or arrangement with the uh, uh, Department of Defense, we uh, have a cleaning crew up at Fort Leavenworth yeah. on the fort. And there's up to 80 buildings that we clean on the fort. So they literally go into the fort through the front gates and uh, provide cleaning and janitorial services. So that's another niche business that we have, but it's under that umbrella, Katie, of workforce development. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so great because, um, the stores are critically important because they fund this yes. type of activity. And so, you know, I had someone say, you know, I go into Goodwill and sometimes, you know, the, you know, the, the selection's not great. And, and, you know, I challenge people, you know, when they're donating, you know, please donate to Goodwill, please, please. take your stuff because the only way for those stores to have, um, goods to sell is if people are donating. And I think that's the thing that sometimes people don't make that connection. Yeah. And I think that's a great point, Katie. And that kind of goes to my earlier comment about, well, you could take that old cloth and you could throw it away, but here you're actually going to put it to good work. We talk about putting the power of work to work and that's generated through those store sales. So we're helping the environment, we're helping the community, we're building jobs, we're building awareness, and we're just, you know, we're, we're going to be celebrating, I know we talked about this before, but we're going to be celebrating a 130th anniversary this year 
providing community service to the Kansas City area. That's that's something we're very, very proud of. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, so I encourage people as you're cleaning out your, you know, everyone's going through January cleaning, make sure that we actually, my husband will tell you, we actually took 14 bags of <laughs> clothes. My daughter was home from college and so had her go through her closet. My husband's been on a weight loss journey. So he he takes his stuff and then he goes in the store and then brings more stuff home, which is fantastic. So yeah, we love that. That's one of our best customers right there. <laughs> he just keeps coming around to it. So uh, yeah. Well, I think that's so great. And and the other cool thing I like is, and we talked we've talked about this since the first time we met, is your heart for leadership and for people and how leadership is so important. Uh, yes. In all of this. And so can you talk a little bit about what strong leadership means to you? Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of you Google that you're going to get a lot of textbook answers. But, you know, what I'm going to share with you comes straight from my heart, having been in a leadership role for, you know, 90 percent of my life, it feels like. But, uh, you know, I would start with, you know, purpose driven results. I mean, leadership is something you, you've got to you've got a vision, you drive results. Um, all the different things that build strong leadership, strong communication skills, the ability to influence. And, and that's a pretty important term that I use is influence. You know, I can't make you show up at eight o'clock in the morning, but I can certainly influence you to be here at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, leadership is collaboration. It's building strong teams. It's a vision. It's a drive. Um you know, one of the things that makes strong leaders even stronger leaders is passing along their experience and knowledge and developing others. And, and I take great pride. And that's one of the things that brings me back every day is is the leadership aspect of development and building strong teams. That's really my driving force. That's kind of my mantra. Um, and then, you know, identifying and celebrating success at the end of the year or the end of the review period or wherever that time frame is, is to reflect back to the contributions of your team and recognize all of those skills and attributes that were leveraged together, completed together and accomplished the, the, uh, the, the, the mission. And that we talk about here, we talk about one team, one mission a lot. Everybody here, their role, no matter what that role is, is dedicating to providing support to people with barriers to get jobs. Everybody in this building and in the stores, we share the same mission. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, we both have an affinity for Patrick Lencioni. We've talked about that. We do. It, <laughs> <laughs> well, and hearing you talk, you know, I just love it because, you know, I always, when we work with clients, it's like, you got to have that rallying cry. You've got to. Yeah. You got to understand that everyone's important. And, and, you know, if we don't all work together going in the same direction, we're not going to get where we want to be. And so how do you bring that strong leadership, especially being new into this role? And, um, you know, there's opportunity for growth in every organization. So how do you, how do you bring that strong leadership in? Well, I think the the first key to the success of something like that, being brand new to an organization that I did not grow up in is is by example, just being present, being engaging, being gregarious, being visionary, 
I mean, all of those things, but really leading by example. Um, I know when I talked to my daughter about taking this role on, because this, you know, late in my career, this is a big job to take on. And I'm like, I'm having, you know, discussion and debate in my head. And she says, Dad, the first thing you got to do is you got to win the locker room. I'm like, wow, that's very powerful. And but it's absolutely true. You've got to engage every member of your team as if they work right next to you, uh, all the way from our store staff, all the way up to our leadership team, to our HR team. You, everybody gets treated the same way. Um, and then just uh, honestly, Katie, developing trust, I think is such an important thing because if you don't lead with building of trust, then it's just a house of cards. Um, so that's you know clearly an important part of it. But then I think as a new leader, clearly communicating expectations and really setting that understanding of where it is we're going through a collaborative process. We're, we're going to do a, a brand new strategic plan in February. It's going to take us about three months. I didn't walk into this building with it because I didn't have the subject matter knowledge of what we do to be able to walk in and say, all right, guys, I know you've been doing this for years. I'm brand new. Here's what we're going to do. No, it's a collaborative process. You bring the team together. Uh, you know, I spent the first four months, all I did was observe. No significant decisions, no significant changes. I just tried to understand who does what, what's the mission, and number one, how are we doing? Are we doing well? Are we behaving properly? Are we working together as a team? And so that was kind of the role. But, uh, you know, that's what I think a strong leader does. They don't come in and dictate. You're not going to get anywhere um, doing that. You're going to just offend people. You're going to alienate people. You're not going to create a chemistry that's successful. Um, you come in, you'll be part of the team. You roll up your sleeves. I've worked in the store. I've worked in our outlet center. I actually put on the, the orange vest. I moved all this stuff around. I re put the, the clothing into the conveyor belt that takes it to the baler. And I did that intentionally because I want to see what they're up against when we start making decisions at a, at a more higher level. What is the unintended consequence of that decision? Having been in their environment helps me with that. It grounds me. Yeah. That's really powerful because I think that's a mistake that a lot of um, bosses make is that they don't understand what what is happening um, around them. And so as leaders, we really have to step in and understand. And hearing you talk um, just makes me think about the book. Um, have you ever read the book, Who Says Elephants Can't Dance? Yeah, <laughs> a long time and, ago, but yeah. Yeah, it's been forever for me, but I feel like I keep coming back to that because I'm hearing so much organizations saying, you know, I'm hiring, we're hiring someone who has no experience in this industry to lead us. And what he talks about in that book is a really strong leader has to know how to take care of people and surround themselves by strong teams that know how to do that. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah, you know, I can't do this job alone. I mean, anybody that thinks they can be a CEO and do it all by themselves, they're they're poorly mistaken. So you do have to, as you pointed out, you have to surround yourself with the best talent possible. 
And that takes time. You, you, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. You want to give people an opportunity to demonstrate and reveal their leadership capabilities. Yeah. And you don't rush the judgment by saying, oh, one mistake. You're like, well, that was it. Time to move them out. I've seen that. I've experienced that firsthand in um, some of the leadership I've had previously. Um, it's not conducive to successful environment. It's not a good chemistry builder or team builder. Um, and then people just are so scared. Their their analysis paralysis, as we've all heard that term used, they they get so worried about the what's going to happen, they're not effective. And so, yeah, I think that's a great point. That's a great book. I kind of forgotten about that book. Yeah, you know, I hadn't thought about it in a long time, and um, I was working with a company and. And their employees were kind of pushing back. And I was like, well, let me go back and reread that book because this is really <laughs> screaming, screaming at me. But um, well, and that leads me to my last question that I like to ask everybody. And and I feel like I've been saying this a lot lately. Like, please don't judge people on their worst days because we wouldn't want to be judged on our worst days or our worst decisions. And as leaders, we, we don't always do what we hoped we would do. So to level your comfortable sharing, what is the biggest leadership or career misstep that you've taken? You know, I think I kind of touched on it before, but I'll bring it back. And that is I can't do this alone. I can't stand up here in this office, sit in here 24-7, not engage the people, type out emails and give instruction via email. I, I can't uh, be a bureaucrat or a, a, a dictator and say, you will do it this way or my way or the highway. I mean, we've heard those terms in leadership before, um, but it's not going to be a healthy work environment. Um, you got to get out you, management by walking around. That's something that I learned early in my career, but it's so very important. You know, go engage the people. Someone's got a sick kid. Go, how's your kid today? Someone's got this going on. Somebody recently lost a loved one. You go and to give a, a genuine acknowledgement of condolence and understanding and and be bring the human aspect of leadership to the equation not the robotic aspect of it. Um, you're going to get a, a more dedicated team, a more engaged team. I mean, I read something the other day that 38% of your employees are engaged. That means yeah. 3.8 employees out of 10 are engaged. Well, how do you engage them? You go meet them. You go meet them where they're at in their journey. And uh, you challenge them, you give them reward, you give them acknowledgement. But so I think my when I was young in my career, I, I was like 23 years old and I was named vice president of a bank. And I thought that's a huge accomplishment for my age. Yeah. And then I thought, well, with that title, I can just start barking orders. <laughs> well, I learned very quickly that that didn't work. It didn't yeah. work at all. But you got to build relationships one handshake at a time. And mm -hmm. Lencioni talks about that. You know, you got to build the relationships. You got to build the trust. Um, and and have a common goal, a common purpose, the rallying cry, as you've said, which uh, really, really sets well with my approach to leadership. So, yeah, that's probably the one I look back and I think to myself, you know, they, I see on TV, you know, current me and old me, yeah. old me leader was not very good when I first started out. Yeah. Yeah. But it was through time and coaching and mentoring that I actually got to a point where I felt like I was comfortable in my own shoes and proud of the person that my mama wanted me to be. 
Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing. And I think it's having these conversations are so important because, um, especially on social media, like we always see the pretty and we always see the shiny and, um, you know, even those of us that are experienced, we still sometimes don't make the decisions that we wish we would or have a misstep or whatever. And that's what gets us where we are. And so to celebrate kind of that path, I think is so important. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing everything today. I am really, I cannot say enough how excited I am to work with you and to work with the staff and all the volunteers at Goodwill. It's going to be a a fun ride. Well, the feeling is mutual. We can't wait to get you down here for orientation and kind of launch you into the first board meeting the end of February. Uh, it's, it's It's a great opportunity to build your development, to understand the nonprofit world, which is uh, vastly different than the for-profit world, having worked in both, uh, there are distinct differences. And uh, but yeah, we welcome the leadership background that you bring to the table, that experience, that expertise. That'll just be part of the common goal of all of us is to make us better. I want to be a best-in-class goodwill. There's 155 across this this country, and I want to be the best-in-class goodwill. But it's going to take some time. Yeah. Time and community support. So um, with that, we encourage everybody in Kansas City, learn more about Goodwill, understand what what the work does, and clean out your closets, take your gently used um, donations up there so it can fund all of the greatness that, that the organization's doing. Yes. We, and we appreciate it. We're, I've got a sign in my office, Katie, that says, be the reason someone smiles today. And uh, it just, it's one of those things that just reminds you of why you do this every day. What a gift. What a gift. Well, thank you. Thank you for everyone who, who's joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Path to Leadership. I hope you found value in today's discussion and that it inspires you to take action in your own leadership journey. Leadership is not a destination, it's a continuous journey. So take the insights and strategies we've shared today and apply them in your organization. I know that you can make a positive impact, raise profits, and create a workplace where everyone can flourish. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an opportunity to sharpen your leadership skills. And if you have any questions or suggestions for future topics, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on our website at cdleaders.com. Connect with us on social media, on Instagram at Catalyst Developments. And I'm on LinkedIn at Dr. Katie Irvin. Thank you for joining me on this journey of growth and transformation. Until next time, keep leading with passion, purpose, and a commitment to building exceptional culture. Together, we can shape the future of leadership.